world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're <clears throat> jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, what a day to be alive. What a day to be alive. Thanks for joining us, folks. Hey, by the way, if, you, if you're turning... Tuning in here today for doom and gloom, suck on our thumb. Ah, why is everybody always picking on me? You're at the wrong place, baby. <laughs> You're at the wrong place. Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in our way. And one of the things that you better understand and me understand and all of us understand, if we think that America is going to be turned around by the election of Republicans, boy, you you are dumber than a rock. <laughs> okay. Dumber and rock. And as I said, as I said to you all last week, this is this is nothing but a prevent defense. Uh, we were going to try to get Republicans in office just to stop the Luciferians. All right. We, look, we uh, the Republican Party ain't secretary. All right. We're not we're not going to get on that Republican horse and ride to the triple crown. Are you all with me out there? You understand? And, and I told you yesterday that. Uh, they've been setting us. By, hey, by the way, let, let me ask you something. Just remember, <laughs> I got so much stuff today. Let, let me ask you this: What did we do? <laughs> it's almost comical, really. What did we do after they cheated in the last election? What? What did nothing? They, by the way, what did the Republicans do after they cheated in the last election? <laughs> nothing. Huh? They, they knew. <laughs> They didn't do anything, right? And so we get here, and I don't know if they cheated or not. I mean, who know, who knows, right? I, I don't know. I, but look, look, Republicans are going to take the House and uh, whatever whatever happens in the Senate. I mean, they, they elected a guy in Pennsylvania that can't even freaking carry a sentence, right? <laughs> it's almost comical if we look at it. But friends, realize politics isn't going to save us. It's not going to save us. And I've been saying from the get-go, the only thing that will save America is a revival in church. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that will save us. We we don't, friends, we don't have men and women running for public office who are declaring themselves bold Christians. We They don't exist. They do not exist. And so we, we want to go in with watered down Christianity called conservatism and think that God is going to honor that. Now, I think there was a pretty effective block last night. You know, Republicans are going to control the House, whatever that means, right? Senate, who knows? You, you mean that guy in Pennsylvania? Come on. Come on, friends. But the point I'm making and going to make today, I'm going to try to encourage you today. I'm going to show you what's going on. Because, look, after a game is over, I, was t- I had a conversation with Ohio Brett the other day who played football for, for uh, Nick Saban at, at uh, Toledo, who's now the coach at Alabama. After Alabama got beat in overtime by LSU the other night, uh, I talked to Brett the next day, and I said, you know what, Brett? <clears throat> I bet if you talk to Nick Saban, head coach at Alabama, I bet he could tell you right now why they lost. 
I bet he could point to three or four. If he's a good coach, he would be able to look at the game films, evaluate the game films, say, there's why we lost. There's why we lost. There's why we lost. And we don't have the ability to do that. We do not have the ability to look where we are and ask ourselves, why did we lose? Why did we? Well, I can tell you why we lose. Half of the church is voting for baby killers. Half of the church is voting, church, I'm talking about church. I'm not talking about the lost world. Half of the church is voting for homosexual rights. You understand that, don't you? Half of the church is voting for transgenderism. Why? Because they think it's loving and caring to do that, to accept people where they are. You understand the confusion? So the problem is not in the American government. We have met the enemy, and it is us. It is Christians. We are un, We are divided in the church. Instead of saying one nation under God, indivisible, we ought to say one faith, undivided and indivisible. That's what we ought to say. Boom. But we're not. We're not. We folks. Conservatism is pretend salt. It's pretend salt. Looks like salt, smells like salt. You throw it on there, you can't tell the difference between sugar and salt. They look the same. So the condition we find ourselves in America today, the salt has lost its savor. The problem continues to lie the same place it's always been, at the foot of the church. And can I tell you why? Uh, Somebody told me, like, some incredible number, like 6 million, or maybe it's even higher than that, Christians don't, aren't even registered to vote. Now, hang on a minute. Maybe that's a good thing, because what passes as a Christian today is very, very... I, I just had a conversation. Hang on with me. I had a conversation the other day where uh, I can't remember who it was with, and I'm, you know, I'm not talking out of school, so whoever it was, was, tell, was telling me about uh, their pastor. Oh, I remember who it was. Telling me about, about uh, uh, their pastor how strong their pastor was. And I asked the question, what did he, what did he say about the, in the, what did he say about the election? Did he say anything about the election? So I said, oh, well, he kind of, he sort of covered it. And he told people it was our obligation to vote and to vote the Bible. So what? Vote the Bible. What, what does that mean? Vote the Bible. You mean to tell me he didn't get in the pulpit and tell you who to vote for? He didn't get in the pulpit and tell you, don't vote for baby killers. Don't vote for anybody who wants to destroy marriage. Don't vote for anybody that wants to legalize sex with little children. Don't vote for any of those people. Don't vote. Those are the top three priorities. We believe in life. We believe in family. We believe in our children. And if you're voting for somebody who's against those three things, (laughs) folks, if you have a pastor, well, I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you. You ought to all go ask your pastor, why didn't you tell us who you're voting for? How come you didn't tell us, Pastor? And by the way, Pastor, who did you vote for? Who did you vote for? And it's easy for you to stand behind the pulpit and say, uh, vote the Bible when most people don't even know what the hell the Bible says. Somebody say amen out there. Somebody say amen. Amen. Because evil Ooh, men amen. evil amen. men have crept in unawares. They change the truth of God into a lie, which is the creature more than the creator. So most people think. Most Christians think that uh, Christianity means love your neighbor, which means let homos get married. It means let homos teach, uh, let them groom little children. That, that, that's what most Christians believe. See, That's why we're in the mess we're in. That's why the infiltration of evil starts where? The house of God. Judgment begins at the house of God. 
what, what we're seeing, folks, this kind of a question. Let's say this nation's 50-50, Republican, Democrat. Let's say it. Uh, how many of those 50% Democrats are Christians who voted for baby killers and voted for a party that wants to come and destroy your children, wants to cut off the penises of little boys, cut off the breasts of little girls? How, how many people who call themselves Christians voted for a party that wants to do that? And in the meantime, the men standing in the pulpit won't show their hand of which they won't mix religion and politics. So I am so excited today because we are in for the greatest war of our lives. If we're going to win, see, the Lord is, the Lord is gracious. He threw a little bit of blocking out there for us. He, threw a little, he, he gave us a little bit to grab a hold of. But ultimately, it is as it has always been. All politics are local. Now, I want you to tell you that I showed up yesterday at our poll here in our little town. It was packed. Could not get in the door. And I, I came home and I told my wife, man, oh, man, <laughs> those were maggot people. And they, and, and they were maggot people. But I, I, don't, I, I don't know what it was with you guys. I walked into my – I'm looking for a piece of paper here. I walked into I, – I went and hit the machine, did all that stuff on the machine that you do, right? And then it prints out a ballot. <laughs> comes out of the machine, and I pick it up, and I look at it, and I'm trying to see if it says what I voted for. And then I, I looked, and I said, oh, barcodes. Barcodes. Hey, Spencer, throw the picture of a barcode up on the screen. I looked on the back of my ballot, and it was a picture of barcodes of every person I voted for. It didn't say who I voted for. It, it had a barcode on the back of my ballot. And I went over and I put that thing into that machine and it went in there and it read the barcode. And I walked out and I said, man, I wonder if that barcode says what I voted. I mean, I mean, I wonder if that barcode really says what I voted. Because I don't know. Right? I don't know. Do you know? Have they saved all of them? So, we're in, we're, we are where we are in this political realm because those of us who are Christians have not been vigilant. Vigilant. Hey, Spencer, that's a good word. By the way, stream of consciousness is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Webster, <clears throat> Webster, Webster, vigilant, vigilant. Where's my, put my, I got, oh, I got glasses everywhere. Vigilant. <clears throat> Object, adjective. <laughs> watchful, circumspect, attention to discover and avoid danger or to provide for safety. Take your place and be vigilant. Be sober. First Peter 5, 8. Click on that, Spencer. Click on First Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, has a roar as a roaring lion. He isn't one. He's as one. He's acting like a roaring lion. You, you get that, right? It doesn't say he is a roaring lion. He says as one, acting like a roaring lion, with the same type of behavior as a roaring lion. By the way, lions don't roar when they're getting ready to attack. They're very, very quiet. Boom. Lions roar to scare. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring, acting like a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. So we have to be vigilant. 
Have we been vigilant? Have we been vigilant? <clears throat> I walked in there yesterday, looked at my ballot. I didn't even know some of those people on my ballot. I didn't even know. Didn't even know. Okay, so <clears throat> where do we go from here? Don't suck on your thumb. It is what it is. Uh, this, remember I said that we're in a stopgap method. We're in the prevent defense. Hmm. Are you, folks, you'll never convince me. You'll never convince me that the people in Pennsylvania were dumb enough to vote for that brain-dead lurch. You'll never, convince, you'll never convince me of that. Hey, you guys. Right? You'll never convince me of it. But why? See, they cheated in the last election. Everyone showed up on January 6th because they knew they had cheated in the last election. And what measures were done making sure they didn't cheat again? Were there any measures done? Any measures done? Did the Republicans get in there and fight to secure our elections? No. Why didn't they? Come on. Come on. Why didn't they? Because they're part of it. They want to cheat too. They want to cheat too. So nothing changed yesterday other than we can see we got to fight against both sides. But those of us who carry the name of Christ, we can no longer hide and cower. We have got to stand up and fight. The Republican Party is not going to defend children from homosexuals. Do you understand that? They're not going to do it. The Republican Party is not going to stand up and, and uh, do away with cheating because why? They benefit from it. The Republican Party is not going to stand up and take away uh, uh, out-of-control spending because they benefit from it. You are, tell me you get it, all right? Tell me you get it. And the, we're in the mess that we're in because those of us who carry the name of Christ don't understand the difference between a sold-out, born-again, spirit-filled Christian and a Democrat. <laughs> we, we, don't get, we don't get it, right? We don't get it. Oh, I got so much stuff. Did anybody do anything about the cheating? Huh? Did anybody do about it? Wait, they cheated. They cheated two years ago. Had the January 6th insurrection as a result of it. And nothing changed. Nothing changed. Uh, I got, I got, I got a lot of stuff to say. I got more to say. I got more to show you. But can I, can I give you some good news here, real quick? Let me give you some good news. Go to number seven. Go to number seven. Pull that up there for me. Got this from Rob Pugh today. And there's always good news everywhere you look, even though they elected Lurch. Mil- Milwaukee's affiliated abortion center. Forced to close its doors after three decades. That's old Coach Dave standing up there out in Milwaukee outside the abortion clinic. Look at this. An abortion clinic in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, has been forced to shutter its doors after three decades thanks to the state law protecting the unborn that has rendered the clinic financially unviable. Closed! Vinny! Boom! 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 Did you know who closed that? Faithful Christians standing out in front of that thing every day, Matt Twell and his crew up there. It, it, it closed them down. But folks, victory is within our grasp. Victory is within our grasp. Even though some of you don't want to mix religion and politics. I get it. I get it. That's un, unholy. It's it's dirty. I, I get it. I get it. We're on we're on the grasp. We're on the we're on the we're on the cusp of victory. Oh, we are, we are. So if, you, if you're all poor mouth here this morning because the big uh, red wave didn't develop, oh, the red moon, red wave, oh, yeah, yeah, really, really? Hey, which team do you think uh, Mitch McConnell's on? 
Which team, hey guys, which team you think he's on? Hmm? Which team you think Lindsey Graham's on? I could go on and on and on and run down the list. Politics won't save us. And the only way that politi- the only way that the country's going to be saved is we need every Bible. We need a move of God across this land. And if God is gracious enough to grant us a reprieve with the House of Representatives, so we have somewhat divided government, it tells me that was a victory, and it's time for us to amp up our efforts and move forward. That's all we have to do. That's I, listen. I'm not discouraged today. I'm not. I'm not sucking on my thumb and woe is me and woe is us. Never. I'm not. I'm, I ain't buying into all that stuff. I'm not buying into that. God, Jesus Christ is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Unto us a child is born. Unto God, Isaiah nine verse six. Spencer, under, say with me, Isaiah nine verse six. Isaiah 9, verse 6. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. No, you don't. You don't believe it. No, you don't believe that. No. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Shall be. Not will be. Not might be. No, no, no. The government is upon his shoulder. And we're the body. We're we're his representatives. We're his government. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And the next verse says, And of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end. The Lord's in control, baby. Huh? Huh? Of his increase, of his government, his government, and peace, there shall be no end. <laughs> there ain't any end. Lord's in control, whether we accept it and believe it or not. Now, man, I got so much to talk about here. I got so much. But I'm going to shut up a minute, and I'm going to let Brett come in. Brett White, come on in, Brett. <clears throat> hey, good morning, Coach. Good morning, team. Uh, let's see. So I took a couple months ago, I took the time out to do, uh, the class online to be a poll watcher and, uh, and volunteered to go anywhere in Dolphin County that they wanted to put me. So yesterday I spent all day down outside Harrisburg and it was a fairly, it seemed to be a fairly conservative area and a small precinct. There was uh, 900, um, on the rolls. 450 voted, so half the population. Mm. And so they printed out the uh, printed out the uh, stats at the end of the night, or the numbers at the end of the night. And, and so you have you have Shapiro had overwhelming uh, against uh, uh, for Governor Mastriano. You had Fetterman quite a bit over his opponent. So, so th- those are your two Democrats. Yet, Scott Perry won by a landslide. Hmm. So it, it just doesn't make sense. Well, how about this, Brett? How about this? Kemp won in Georgia. Big over Stacey. A. Big. And Herschel Walker can't win? What? You mean to tell me people went in and voted for uh, – Governor, whatever the heck his name is, and didn't they voted for a Republican governor and then voted for a Democrat? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> come on, right? Right? What did Kemp win by? Kemp, exactly. Kemp won by eight or nine points, right? And so, and so, we're to believe that all these Republicans then went in and voted for why didn't they vote for Stacey Abrams and Warnock? Why wouldn't they vote for both of them? No, no, no. They voted for a Republican governor and a Democrat. Nah. Come on. Angie. Good morning. Hey, uh, I, I'm just going to piggyback off of that for a second, and then I'm going to talk about what I wanted to talk about. But I, I will going to tell you, I was assisting people in 
actually putting their, their ballots into the machine. And overwhelmingly, I mean, just because you're, you're actually looking at the thing and trying to help them get it in there, I did see people who voted for a Republican governor and put in also a, a, a uh, Democrat senator. They would vote for DeWine and they voted for Tim Ryan. I'm like, how do you even do that? But whatever. But I, so it does happen, Coach. I physically literally observed it yesterday. Um, I was uh, actually kind of appalled at it. But and the reason why I actually wrote, uh, put my hand up is when you put the word vigilant up there, the, one of the, uh, vigilant is actually a root word for the word vigilante. Okay? Yeah. People who actually act on their vigilance. Okay. Um, and I just want to put that out there and get people thinking about it. So I want you all to think about this, see. If the Republicans had had this huge wave, we'd go sit on our butts, wouldn't we? And trust the Republicans. Ah, Republicans won. Uh, We would, wouldn't we? Come on, come on. So the best thing that happened to us is we had a little bit of a victory, maybe a little bit of a victory. And all it did is inspire me. I've been around this long enough to know, recognize dishonesty when I see it. I saw a lot of dishonesty. But again, it comes back to the fact that our cowardly pastors, uh, you guys, some of you still go to church. Did you? It ought to be a requirement. Every, this would be a good place for us to start. It ought to be a requirement that uh, a group of you go to your pastor and say, Pastor, we want to know who you're voting for. And make him publicly tell you who he's voting for. He won't do it. He won't do it. Why? Because they are sitting inside his congregation people who want to kill babies. Sitting right in the Christian church, folks. We're to have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. And we're letting our pastors off. We're letting them off. They go almost to the brink, but they ought to say to them, listen, folks, if you are coming to this church here and you are for abortion and you are for transgenderism and you are for homosexuality, you need to find another church. Yep, you need to, I'm sorry, I've, I've failed you as a pastor. You need to find another church. And you can say that without talking politics. Those are moral issues. Do the moral issues matter? They don't, they don't matter. No, they don't matter. Sorry, they don't matter. They don't matter. Roger, come on in and now. I think uh, I'm just in a time of mourning a little bit. Um, a sadness. You have grandkids. I have grandkids. Um, we can agree that the D's and the R's, uh, neither one of them, many of them, I think the R's, there are pro-life R's out there fighting strong. But, but my point is, I'm just in a little time of mourning, and I think that's biblical, and that is okay, a time of reflection, of understanding the times in which we live, and then what, are, what do we do? What, where do we go from here? But you know, we're living in the consequences of a nation that has just thrown God out of everything. And, Amen. you know, I want to turn the tide back. I think we can turn the tide back in a lot of areas. But I'm just in a little sadness of mourning. I'm a little sad this morning. And uh, I'll be here for a solid day or so because of what lies ahead for my kids, my grandkids. I'm, I'm, I'm saddened by that. Amen. Me too. Me too. Me too. Hey, folks, have we considered this? This is uh, uh, the resistance chicks talked about this yesterday. Hang on, I'll be right with you, uh, Alan and Glenn. Uh, What if in the spiritual realm, remember this, Psalm 2, the kings of this earth conspired together, set themselves, rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. What if some of these elected positions, the seats are, are you ready? Under 
the spiritual control of the dark side. Have we ever really thought about that? If some of these guys get elected and what would soon, soon appear to be good conservative Christian guys and then they, they don't act that way? Could there be a spiritual significance? Should we begin to cut the cords and understand that uh, we're wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers? That even though a new person goes in and sits in a new position, that position is controlled by the dark side spiritually. I think it's something that we have to, it's something we have to consider. Something we have to consider. There have been more Republicans elected in the last 50 years than any time in American history. And things are getting worse and worse and worse under Republican control. Alan, come on in. Coach, you know what's sad to me, like what Roger's talking about? I sit back and I look at this thing, and I look at it kind of different than most folk do. I can just sit there and I can see in my spirit how much rage little David had to have within himself as he watched his whole nation pee down their leg, take a knee, scared to death of that giant. And I thank God that David was in tune with the Holy Spirit at that time because if David wouldn't have picked up that stone, God wouldn't have had anything to work through. Every Christian that sat on their behind yesterday and did not go and vote. Coach, do you realize and understand if every one of us that calls ourselves a Christian went and voted yesterday, think about this. Now, we as Christians, we'll sit here and say, oh, yeah, I believe that Jesus created the whole universe. I believe he created everything in it. But we don't believe that God can make take our little vote and make that thing a stone that works. We got to give some. We got to give God something to work with in the natural realm. And then he'll supernaturally take that thing. You mean to tell me, I, I know that they're cheating. I understand that. But like my wife, we were talking about it the other day. If we truly believe that God can take our vote and use it as a stone, why didn't we get up and go do it? And then when they have a recall, if God wants that thing to turn around like it's supposed to be, we give God something to work with. But we're too sorry to think that God could take our vote and make it count. It's sad well, Alan, and sick. Alan, we need to repent. You're right, Alan. You're right. But listen, Alan, just as deadly is the Christians who go vote. Many of them go vote for baby killers, Alan. But, Coach, they're not Christians. Those are Nicolaitans, and they're going to die well, and bust I, hell while I, I agree, but that's the connection I'm trying to make. It all begins in the pulpit. Does Coach, your Coach, pastor tell you who he is voting for? Coach, I know. Listen, me and my pastor, we lay the hammer down at our church. We don't have all these issues that most folk have. And I know people right now that did not go vote, and they love the Lord. They sat and did not go vote because my vote don't count. My little vote don't count or whatever it is in their mind. It's not that they want to kill babies. I can tell you that. But they sat home and didn't vote yesterday. They sat home and, Coach, do you realize if those 22 million would have voted for Trump, they couldn't have cheated enough. There ain't enough people in Atlanta, Georgia, to make them folk win. Right. I, I get but we you. sit I'm, home I'm and we, we got all these excuses why we didn't need to go vote. It ain't going to work. God can't do it. God, well, thank God, God little David got up and picked them stones up and throwed it. Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Glenn, come on in, Glenn. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, Alan's, Alan's right. And, and I, you know, like Roger, I'm a little bit disappointed today. Uh, you know, <clears throat> my precinct, it, it, the parking lot was full. It took, took me 20 minutes to find a, a parking spot. The, the line snaked all throughout the building uh, to, to get to the voting machine. Uh, and yet I, I looked this morning and the, the Franklin, uh, I, I, I realize now I am in a Democratic uh, township here. The, the whole Franklin County 
only 47% of, of the total number of registered voters turned out to vote. 850,000 and only 47% showed up to vote. Now, now go figure. Coach, coming right back to what you said about all politics is local, uh, I, I'm getting ready to submit a resolution uh, to, our, to our chair uh, in the County Central Committee to, uh, to, to combat what the Biden administration is doing against Title IX, the changes that they're, they're proposing. And f- from a morality standpoint, uh, I'm going to ask our chair to take a vote to adopt this. I don't know if it, it'll if they will or not, but I do agree that you know we start we need to legislate morality now. Amen. That's right, Glenn. That's right. We got we have to do this stuff. We have to do this stuff for sure. Uh, look, look, friends. Are you looking at me? Hmm? We're looking at a majority population that put on masks and took jabs. Right? Strong, strong delusion. Myra, get ready. I forgot about you. Get you in there. Strong, strong delusion sent from the Lord that they would believe a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator. I, I can't for the life of me. I can't. I said to my wife, are we to believe that the polls were filled with people who were for the Biden agenda? Are we to believe that? Oh, are, are, come on. Are you? Are you do you hear anybody that's proudly displaying Joe Biden saying they want us to believe that more people were for Joe Biden than weren't? Come on. Come on. Yep. But again, they, they cheated on us. They cheated on us two years ago, and we did not a damn thing about it. Why, why, would, it, why would it change? You trust those voting machines? I don't trust those voting machines. I don't trust them. Come on, Bernie, <clears throat> then, then Myra. Go ahead, Bernie. Bernie, when Bernie's done, Myra, you pray us in. Pray us out. Pray us midway. Okay. Hey, Bernie. Yeah. yeah, Coach, uh, you know, I watched a biography on uh, Don Chapman, Johnny Appleseed, uh, about a month or so ago. And they said that his father had fought in the revolution, but he was drummed out of the camp. And then after the war, they'd have their parade, but he wasn't allowed to march in their parade because he's dishonestly, you know, discharged. And, um, you know, and I just think, you know, we got to fight so we'll march in the parade with the saints, you know, and not Amen. put put out there. That's, hey, Bernie. Yeah. The Lord's forcing us into a corner. He's yeah. forcing the church to fight. Well, He's we need forcing to stop fighting. Church. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish He's up. forcing his church to quit counting on conservative republicanism to save us. Right, we need to stop fighting for the culture and fight for the heart and for the truth. For the That's truth, right. it's a gospel issue. It's not a it's not a it's not a political issue. It's a gospel Amen. issue. Amen. Go Thank go you. ahead. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. The reading today is going to be from Deuteronomy twenty-eight seven through ten. It is written, "The Lord shall cause thy enemies." that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and free before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in the storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee 
in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on in, Clay. <clears throat> well, Tennessee re-elected a, a fence-riding rhino, Bill Lee, and he got a large percentage of the votes. And the uh, John Gentry, the independent, the best qualified candidate that fits probably our perspective, they say he only got like 1% of the vote. And I know several people that voted for John Gentry, so it's like uh, I don't trust them vote those voting well, slips. McClay, McClay, it's our fault, isn't it? Because they stole an election. We had um, 2 million people go to Washington, D.C., and the Republicans did nothing to secure the vote. Why did they not do anything to secure the vote? Because they stay in power through the same system. When are we going to wake up and see this and understand what's going on? That's why more and more and more and more and more politics is local. Hey, Glenn, you have a crucial, crucial position. All politics is local. And until we wake up and understand that and begin to engage locally, it's time for us to get our eyes off of Washington, D.C. It is what it is. They voted how they were going to vote. Somebody help me out here. How many Republicans Elected officials are trying to get those J6ers out of jail. How many of them? How, by the way, how many of those Republicans who ran for, for election, not that it matters, how many of them stood up and said, if I'm elected, I'm going to get all those guys out of jail? Anybody, anybody hear any Republicans doing that? Hey, folks, come on now. Huh? I'm sorry. Conservatism is pretend salt. Huh? Republicanism ain't Christianity. Sorry. Sorry. And we've bought, we've bought into the lie and we're reaping the benefits of it. And praise the Lord that God has now put more weight on our shoulders. Say, come on, man, let's plow. Let's plow. Can't trust Republicans. They won't, they won't guarantee you free election. Folks, they still call us election deniers. And have you, been, have, you noticed, have you noticed that the people going into the election, Hillary and all of them were crying about the election being rigged, cheating in the election. So they're... I learned a long time ago as a coach. There's no gratification in winning when the refs made a bad call. It's a, it's a hollow feeling. When everybody knows the referee screwed up and we won and I'm happy we won, but there's no, there's no satisfaction in it. There's no satisfaction. When they called that an interception when it wasn't, they said the guy stepped out of bounds. He didn't say, well, you know, it's the way the game is. Referees are human. Yeah, it's human. But there's, there's, no, there's no gratification in an ill-gotten victory. But we don't care anymore. We don't care anymore. Truth doesn't matter to us anymore. I got so much stuff to share with you. Dr. Paul, come on in. Yeah, you know, I can't agree with you more, Coach. Um, it, it's still a spiritual war, Coach. Uh, we still need to trust God in Maine. Everybody I know hates Mills, our governor. 
She's running on a single item on her platform, which is killing babies. I've said it from the beginning. I've been in this fight and I didn't vote yesterday because I'm homeless and I'm seeing patients all day and I couldn't get the vote. It didn't make a difference, okay? It didn't make, it's a rigged system. We need to get, stay in our lane and do what we can and fight. Coach, I love you. So, Paul, did, did Mills win? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I, oh, yes. And all, everybody, uh, I'm telling you right now, Coach, it's a fight. And you know what? My business just exploded. Thank you, Mills. <laughs> hey, hey, folks, these same people who allowed us to be locked down and our businesses to be destroyed and inflation to ravage us and killing our loved ones. These same people are still in control because, listen, it's principalities and powers. Oh, Lord, help us to see it. Lord, help the church to see it, to understand. It's not politics, Lord. It's not politics. It's evil spirits in high places. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Ephesians 5, bring it up there. Bring it up there. Does this mean anything to you, friends? Ephesians 5, I think it's 5, isn't it? Are you awake there, Spence? Ephesians 5, come on in, Art, while we're waiting for him to get it up there. Ephesians 6. 6, I'm sorry, 6. Ephesians 6. Huh? Keep going. Keep going. 6-12. Finally, brethren. Finally, brethren. 10. Start at 10. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. (laughs) For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities who have seized control of authoritative positions against the powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Republicans, Speaker of the House, high places. Presidents, high places. Elected officials, high places. Wherefore, take unto the whole armor of God that you might be able to withstand in that evil day. Withstand. Withstand, don't we? (laughs) Oh, look, look, I'm so encouraged this morning. If we had had that red wave, oh, it's I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to take the motor home. I'm going to go lay on the beach. Republicans are in control. You know, I'm telling you the truth. Huh? Instead, I'm going to redouble my efforts. I'm going to redouble my efforts. I was going to say, so what was I going to It doesn't matter. I called somebody. I called somebody and then didn't let them say, go ahead, Art. Good morning, Coach. Good discussion Good morning. this morning. Um, just want to talk about the fact that, you know, there's corruption in local politics, too. we got to yep. take that into account. And those bail worshippers are, are at D.C., and they're at our local communities, too, as well. There's no doubt that Luciferians are right there, too, uh, working their, uh, their craft. But if, even if we do get potentially the right people in the right offices that we vote for, are they going to go back and change the bankruptcy of 1933 and change it? Because that's the big game player, the Federal Reserve and the, and the bankruptcy that happened in 1933 would turn the game around. And, and, and if they can't speak up on that, how much change can they make at that level? Yeah. That's all I got. I'm with, I, <laughs> hey, Artie, here's the truth. A collapse would probably be gracious. <laughs> it would probably be good. Then maybe we could start again, huh? Hey, folks, 
demonic spirits are in control of the Democratic Party. Hey, folks, demonic spirits are in charge of the Republican Party. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh, oh, yeah, those. Uh, oh, I wonder. I would Amen. love to. Do that. Huh? I wonder how many positions of people in positions of authority are part of what we would call secret societies. Hmm. Huh? There you go. Hey, hey, folks, is Christianity secret? Do you do Christianity in secret? Hmm. No, we self-silence ourselves. We don't get involved. So we let the Psalm 2, kings of this earth, conspire against us, and we don't even freaking care. Reggie. 3741. I can't believe it. Coach, can you get milk from a bull? Can I what? Can you get milk from a bull? Uh, no. Okay. No matter even if you shove no, I don't think down. so. I don't who knows. <laughs> I would say no. Okay. Would would God produce milk from a bull? No. Why not? It's against nature. The system is against God's nature. He won't. I know Christians out there are absolutely 100% convinced that the political system somehow at one point will be in our favor or was in our favor. And it's all been a charade the whole entire time. God is waiting for man to repent, but God will not work with man and he will not help man, nor will he step in until we realize that that is a man constructed system from its conception the only time you've ever seen a win is because it needed to go that way the only time you've ever said we have got i keep saying it over and over you have got to realize you're not going to get any freedom from a system constructed raised up and created by lucifer from the conception (laughs) amen so reggie what do we do we repent and we totally turn against the system and we do not acknowledge it. I'm doing that. I'm doing we that. We cannot, we cannot in any way, shape or form acknowledge the system as hard as that may seem. We cannot acknowledge it. We have to get the masses to walk away from it, to no longer vote, to no longer participate. And we need to turn to our creator and say, we're sorry. We're sorry from one Samuel eight. We are okay, sorry. Wait a minute, Reggie. Reggie, hang on. Reggie, who's supposed to say that? Who's supposed to say they're sorry? Every Christian touting. I've done that. I've done that, Reggie. We need to get more. Huh? Well, that's the point. But they're still voting. They're still consenting. By consenting, you're allowing man to, to, to govern you. God didn't do that. I know that your pulpits told you that, your pastors. God never did that. He said, here's what's going to happen. Good luck. Bye. Mm-hmm. Well, I vote and I fight. I do both. I vote and I fight. Joe Allen. Coach, you're right on your analysis about standing up and still fighting. We still have groceries that used to be $150 or $400 at the grocery store. We still have gas prices waving on us. We still 100 times percent more than 9-11 will go to war. We're still, it's still going to happen, no matter if the Democrats or Republicans are in office. All so, we can so, do is so, stand, okay. stand up This is fight. critical. This is critical. This is critical. Okay. Uh, we are governed first and foremost by the family, right? And then we're governed by the church. 
So it's the it's the church, it's God, the church, the family, then government. God, the church, the family, then government. God, the church, the family, and then government. And the problem is the church will not get engaged in government. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon the shoulders of his body. Folks, this is so this is so clear. I get so I get so frustrated of getting the emails telling me, Coach, you, you can't you can't build the seven mountains and coach you uh, you can't take over a natural. I, I get so I get so sick of that. Why did God put me in a natural world if I'm not to occupy it till He can, comes? Why did God put me in a natural world and teach me to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth. Why, why would He? Why would he put us here and teach us that for us to sit around and be totally and completely out of control? So I wanted to tell you again, it starts with God, the family, God, the church, the family. That's where it is. That's what it is. And can I tell you something? I love you all. I'm going to tell you the truth. Many of, many of you have kids that no longer follow the Lord. You train them up in a Christian home and send them to atheistic public schools, and they believe the devil teachers more than they believe your pastor. You don't have to say amen. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. I saw a statistic last night that they said they were, that one of the things that happened in the, in, was, uh, are you ready? You ready? More young people showed up than they expected. Oh, you mean those little Romans? Boom. You mean those little Romans trained by Caesar? You mean they showed up more than we expected? Really? You mean those little Romans that you sent to to government schools? You mean they showed up and voted opposite of you, Dad? You mean you put all that money into their education and you trained up little Romans? Are you are you kidding me? Well, happened last night. Boom. Judges, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Folks, this whole thing going on is because for whatever reason, the Luciferians have told us that we are not to be involved in government, and we apply. We, that's it. Wait, wait a minute. No, no. The Luciferians infiltrated the pulpit, and the pulpits tell us we're not to get involved. In fact, the pulpits told us, don't worry about it, because you're soon going to be out of here. We'll all be out of here. Amen. Pull up this for me. Number nine. I'm going to switch gears with you. It's important enough I share this with you today. I read this today. Oh, I got some more good stuff I got to show you. The truth about why men hate going to church. Huh? Huh? I'm going to say it again. I don't care if, I don't care what you think. They won't invite me in a pulpit to talk like this ever. Ever. Why? Because the feminist woman with her sissy husband who just wants to go watch the Browns. Pastor Dunn went up soon. Okay, so here we go. I'll put this in the chat. The truth of why uh, men won't go to church. Number one, traditional churches are geared for women. Huh? I'm going to go down through these quickly. Church, how about, hey, anybody been hearing this? Stay right there. Traditional churches an elder added, at a mainline church where I serve as an elder, most of our ministries revolved around traditionally feminine roles, caring for the sick, caring for the children, ladies' teas, ladies' scrapbooking nights. It was definitely was skewered towards women, in particular, older women. 
It's the perfect institution for these women to use their gifts. Men's gift, look at this. Men's gifts lie fallow. The things that guys are into, strategic planning, sports, competition, these things are all frowned on in the church. Church is supposed to be a warm, nurturing place where we hold hands and love each other. Vinny, say boom! Boom! Amen. Women, women, number two, women naturally excel at church, and most men don't. Huh? Oh, yeah. Why is the congregation at the typical mainline church 60 to 70% female? Think about the skills that you need to be a good being at a churchgoer. Huh? You need to sing. You need to be able to read aloud, lectionary readings, responsive readings, and so on. If you go to a Sunday school class, then you'll be asked questions about a text. You may have to read a text from the Bible. You have socializing before and after the service, coffee hour, and those sort of things. It's a lot of soft, interpersonal skills, verbal skills, and artistic skills. If you take those skills and look at the population, there are more women than men in population who possess those gifts. Men out there who are verbal, studious, sensitive, me, but their numbers tend to be smaller. And for the most part, those are the guys who tend to find in the church. Number Next one, we're setting up a situation that if wives are better at it, husbands might quit. When I was a young man in my early 20s, I briefly took up the game of golf. I quickly learned that I had absolutely no knack for the game. My ball wasn't in the sand trap, then it was in the water. After two or three bad rounds, I did what most men do when they're not good at something, they quit. I put my clubs away and never picked them up again. Well, we set up a situation with church. Joe Smith tries it. He doesn't find God there, doesn't find anything that's good there, and he feels like he's not needed there. There's really only one man who's needed there, and that's the pastor. So Joe Smith is going to, whoops, hang on, popped up on me there. Oh, popped up on you. Thanks. So, uh, so Joe Smith, there's really only one man who needs there, and that's the past since Joe Smith is never going to preach. He doesn't see a future for himself within the institution. Ben, Vinny, boom! Who's, who's boom. been telling you that? Huh? Who's been telling you that? Truth is, boom. men profoundly interact with God outside of organized religion. Are you kidding me? Huh? Yeah, 136 men went to Washington, D.C. Not their damn pastor. He didn't go. Oh, no. No, he didn't go. Men want to engage. Men want to fight. Ooh, I'm feeling this. In fact, Joe probably feels that he can connect better with God outside the institution. I've talked with men who've had profound experiences with God while they were hunting right on a boat, right in the water. Sounds like a dodge. So, so well, these men, uh, so we tell these men, oh, you're just making excuses. But it's true. I mean, these guys have profound experiences with God out in the field doing things with their kids. They experience God at a gut level. I think it's because they're in the area of competence. They feel comfortable there. And God speaks to them in their comfort. If men hate going to church, then what's the church to do? Well, start with the sermon, huh? A man-friendly sermon will not just uh, will reach not just men but women as well. Women are blessed with a very flexible, multitasking brain. Women can do masculine, but men don't usually do very well with feminine. <laughs> okay, Paul, say amen. I know Ooh. women can do 
masculine, but I don't know very many men who can do womanly stuff. Not well and be proud of it. Huh? Oh, my goodness. Shorter sermons with object lesson works best. Keep going. Keep going. We're about out of time. We're about out of time. Huh? So, so there you go. Everybody, everybody, I'm going to say three. Everybody say boom, okay? One, two, three. Boom. Boom. That, 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 that's Coach Dave Light, isn't it? Isn't that right there, Coach Dave Light? Yeah. You know what's really good? You know what really encourages me every day? Because there are men of God in this huddle who have courage rising up inside of them every stinking day. That's Boom. what I love. Dale, Dale, come on in. Brother, I'm telling you what, everything you're talking about is things I wanted to share anyway. One of the things was, is because we keep sticking our kids in that public school system, that's exactly what happened. Many of them came out and voted, and guess what? They're going to vote in two years. They're going to vote in four years, brother, because we've done that. And I love the fact, because I was going to say it, and as you read, I'm like, golly, that's the thunder, is because men love battle. They love to fight. They want to get in a football game. They don't they don't want to hear some soft music on a Sunday morning, brother. That's they don't want to go to the ballet on their day off. They want to go to the football game. They want to go hunting. And they go to church on Sunday. It's a freaking choir concert with women. Somebody say amen. And brother, you know what? This, this, is, this is not a doom and gloom thing. Unless the, found, the foundation, if the foundations be destroyed. Guess what? We're not fully there yet. And brother, let me tell you what. That thing, when that thing comes out, and there's no government to rely on or lean on and, and to do all these things. This is going to be our standing point. Will we stand in that day? Brother, I'm telling you, that's what's coming in the yeah. very near future. I believe that. And this, this election, I agree. These people are still sitting in prison up there. The Republicans have done nothing. They got exactly what they deserve. I think it'll be a split. Yep, the House and the Senate, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Because it's two, two wings of the same bird. This yep. has been going on for a long time. Luciferian controlled. Luciferian controlled. Rich, come in. Paul. Rich and Paul. Come on, Rich. Paul Webb. Hey, Coach. A um, couple things. Number one, um, you know, D.C. is a satanic created city anyway with all its uh uh demonic symbols and everything so that's part of the problem where people that are good or go up there just spirit up there it's already in control so that's where part of it happens uh number two uh instead of saying boom on that you should say moab moab what do you mean because Help me out uh, there. well i'm talking about that you know when whenever Remember the Afghanistan war when they were talking about they were going to so-and-so's cave, uh, Bin Laden's cave, and they used the Moab bomb, the bomb that goes deep and just, just oh, I got that's you. what someone okay. That's what I mean. For, the Moab stands for mother of all bombs. Mother, mother of all, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Hey, real quickly, I'm throwing this up there. Uh, Spencer, I'm sending you something. Good news. I, I, this just came across my wire here this morning. Uh, come on, uh, Clay, come on in and then get that up on the screen for me. Go ahead, Clay. Yeah, if things ever do break out to where there's a civil war situation or even an invasion from another country in this in this USA, the ones that's going to be effective and be able to do anything is going to be the people that read their Bibles, but they also have Hank Williams Jr. on their playlist. 
Amen, brother. <laughs> the ones that yeah. are going to church are going to be very, and most of these churches are going to be very, very, very ineffective in any kind of fight to save this. Country. Hey, out on the front lines, you're going to. Find, I hate to tell you this, friends. On the front lines, you're going to find the tobacco spitters and the and the uh, uh, rough talkers. Those are the ones going to deliver America. Uh, it ain't going to be that. I'm, I'm telling you, it ain't going to be that sissy man standing in your pulpit. How about Republican Helena Hayes? She is a coach, Daver. She's a coach, Daver. She's elected to the Isle House in District 88. Big victory for Helena. How about that? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're not sucking on our thumb and giving up. Scroll down. What's it say about it? Republican candidate Helena Hayes has been elected. How big did she win? 73.6% of the vote. Go, Helena. How about that? Beth, come on in. Then Trump. Then Mark. Yeah, I just wanted to say um, hi, everyone. Um, but so we, we've got these senators and stuff, and, and, and I'm glad that they expose the things that are going on with Fauci and, and other, everything else. But nobody's doing anything. Nobody's holding them accountable for it. Let's expose it, but then, okay, within the ball drops. So as a people, how do we... Get them to um, we do it local. How do we, we do it local, Beth? We have to do it local. Now, I don't know about you guys. How come we've got all these J6ers arrested, but we don't have not one of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's clients arrested? Can somebody, somebody help me out on that? Huh? Mm. But we got a wicked right. system. We got a wicked system. That's why, Beth. I didn't mean to cut you off, Beth. We're running short on time. Mark, go ahead. I wanted to speak on Helena. Uh, she is an amazing person. We went to Panama City together three times, and she brought her children. The first time, she didn't bring a chainsaw. The next time, she brought her and her children chainsaws. And uh, Judy and I had to have uh, had dinner with her. She wanted to take us to lunch, and she's just an amazing person. I'm so happy to see that Amen. she found she found a purpose. And she's so humble, and and uh, it, it paints a picture in my head that anyone, anyone with Christ can go do these things. Amen. Because we you would, get you would, locally, folks. Locally. It, hey, well, listen, it, Mark, it's, yeah. Go yeah, go ahead. No, that's go on. Go on. Well, it, this should be an inspiration to everyone. She's just a person like us. And I know her because we worked together for that short season, Coach. This should—I'm I'm energized by this. I'm going to reach out and see what support we can lend. But uh, yeah. Amen. Thanks for sharing that, Coach. Amen. Okay, last thing, and we're going to run over a little bit. I want you to pull up speaking to the school board. Now, this America will change when we get pastors all across America to do this. Go ahead. Tragedy towards our republic. 
The truth is, there is an attack on Christianity in this culture. If that young girl was a Muslim student, that wouldn't have happened. But because her parents have trained her up in the way that she should go, a teacher who claims to be atheist demeaned her for her belief system. And I want to tell you tonight that that is awful. It's the lowest of the lowest that we can ever imagine that we can go to. You know, there was a time where the Bible was permitted into the public school system. And how did our children perform then? How was the heart of our children in society when the Bible was allowed to get into the school system? Well, we didn't have as many school shootings as we have now. Our children performed better. And we didn't have many of the tragic uh, ideologies being pushed upon our children like transgenderism, grooming, critical race theory, and what this county calls racial consciousness. You know, our teachers were trained for two weeks on a pseudo format of critical race theory. Critical race theory will never solve racism because critical race theory is racism. <laughs> This will not happen on my watch. Great days lie ahead. See you tomorrow.